Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Atlanta, Georgia, it's time for High Velocity Radio. Welcome to Coach the Coach, helping business coaches have more impact in less time. Broadcasting live for you on the High Velocity Radio show from the Business Radio X network. Brought to you by the Business Radio X studio partner program. To lock up your market and own your backyard, mybrxstudio.com. Lee, this is going to be a lot of fun. I've been looking forward to this conversation all week. Please join me in welcoming to the broadcast the Rebel Business Coach, Miss Joy Passy. How are you, Joy? I am awesome. Thanks for having me. Well, Stone loves any anybody that leads with Rebel. That I do. Is a, that, you had me at Rebel, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I know. You know, it's so funny because I had worried about that in the beginning. But, you know, it's one of those things of like uh, when you're starting a business of trying to figure out like who, who you are and who you want to serve. And, uh, and I was like, you know, I want people who want to be different because I'm different and I think differently from other people. So that was a whole big decision about putting Rebel in there. And it's paid off because I everybody will come to me and say, oh, I really like that because, you know, they want to do something different. So it's really about um, getting very clear. and You attract the right people. That, that's, a, and that's a good lesson, too, because a lot of people spend so much time trying to get the exact right name. And then mm-hmm. sometimes you just got to kind of go boldly forward, right? Yeah. Well, and, you know, I didn't start off with the Rebel Business Coach. You know, it's just start off with my name, and then I had different taglines. And then as I was growing and developing, uh, I just, like, that tagline wasn't working. And, you know, it's it's a process. And I think that a lot of times people get so hung up on having the final the final thing but you know we're all works in progress you know we're all going to grow and develop so if something eventually doesn't it's not carved in stone you know (laughs) you could just rebrand it a little bit you try to have some some kind of um continuity whether it's just the colors or the fonts or something like that but taglines and and coming up with whether it's a specialist and or business coach or what kind of coach and you know those little things can you can tweak so yeah people get too caught up way too caught up and then they're paralyzed they don't do anything right they're they're busy planning instead of doing yeah you just gotta you just gotta leap now uh tell me about your practice uh how do you serve folks yeah, so um, I live in Manhattan, and so I work with people all over the world because the great thing about the Internet, one of the things when I got into coaching was I wanted to be able to travel and work. And um, so I've done more in one-on-one type of coaching, helping entrepreneurs monetize their passion. I used to be on the board of the International Coach Federation, so I actually started working with coaching a lot of coaches. So I had noticed that, you know, all these like problems, but the coaches were always um, the most difficult ones that were having the most problems were coaches who were trying to have their own side business, not necessarily coaches who were already in the corporate industry because they're very different, mm-hmm. different mindset. So, um, but I also worked with people in the restaurant industry. And that was one of the things that I really liked because I thought, well, one, people always going to have to eat. It's an industry that's never going to go out of business. Right. <laughs> so, so thinking of like long-term progress. <laughs> so I really enjoy helping bakers and chefs and restaurant people just, you know, up level. It's a hard, it's a hard business to get into, to, you know, so many regulations. So I really love working with those type of people. And my background is in the arts. So I really love helping people who either want to bring more creativity who know they're not like the most creative people help 
helping add creativity to their um, their business, or people who are artists and need more like business structure because I understand where the artist comes from. So a lot of artists don't understand the business aspect of it. So I kind of have like a little bit. One of the things with me is I've done so many different types of things, and I've worked with so many. Uh, types of industries and I've worked with different types of people that I tend to get um, a very interesting mix of rebels that I work with Mm -hmm. so but they tend to have an artistic kind of creative creativity kind of bent to it and so these are kind of artists who have um, maybe a harder time with the kind of nuts and bolts part of business and not from the creative standpoint but the execution administrative that side of their brain yeah yeah, because, you know, I mean, one of the things about when you're starting your own business, it's just that there's so many options. It's one of those things like, yay, I'm going to work for myself and look at all the different things I right. can do. And then it's like, oh, yay, <laughs> look at all the things I can do because, right. you know, it can get very overwhelming, the pros and cons to it. So um, whether you're an artist or just anybody who's starting your own business, it's like, where do you start? Well, you kind of have to have a plan. But what I find is that most people have a, a vague notion, have a vague plan. But what happens when you come up against obstacles? You know, a lot of times people just have these blinders on, like a horse with those blinders on. You know, when we go through the city here in New York City, see the horses that have those blinders on. So a lot of times people just don't know that there's other ways of doing things or there's um, what their perception is isn't necessarily they made an assumption about something. It's a perception, and you can change that perception, and you can change your thoughts about things. You know, your thoughts create reality. So a lot of that with the coaching is just getting people to really look at what their own mindset is, what their own self-limiting beliefs are, and to be like, hey, well, this person did this. Is that really going to fit with what you're doing? And it may or may not. That's another thing that people have a tendency to look like, oh, this person does this, but you know, it might not necessarily be the best thing for you and to really getting really clear about who you are and what you, who you want to serve. And because I find most people in the very beginning, they want to serve everybody. Right. <laughs> you know? They want to be everything to everybody. And nobody is that because you're not going to, you're not going to go anywhere because you're just going to be all over the place and uh, you have to focus your energy. Right. Cause that's one of the, um, I guess, traps when you, you start out um, in business, like you said, with this kind of blank page, and you can do anything and be anything, but it's hard to serve, like you said, everyone. Uh, you end mm-hmm. up serving no one because no one knows what you do because it's impossible to do something for everyone. <laughs> like you, ha- you have to kind of niche somewhat, right? You have to aim at something. It just makes yeah. your life easier. Yeah, and it really starts with going inside yourself about – because sometimes what people – are good at isn't necessarily what they enjoy. And so the success comes from uh, knowing what you're good at, enjoying doing whatever it is that you're good at, and then people wanting that from you. Right. So when you have those three things in alignment, then that's where the success comes from. And so a lot of times, uh, you know, it could take a while, whether you have a product or whether you have a service, you still have to figure out who you are, what your market is, 
uh, and then the sales process, the sales funnels and the different avenues that you can take, whether you're going to do online or in person or, you know, parties or anything like this, the workshops. I mean, it, the more it's kind of the things like the more, you know, the more you, you realize that you don't know, because you just like a whole, there's a whole plethora of opportunities that, and you just have to figure out what's the one that works for you. Cause blogging may not work for you or speaking may not work for you, or maybe you need to know it enough to do something or, you know, what I mean? It's like you have to really figure out what's what works for you specifically and then just, you know, go full force in it. Right. And it's important, I think, to be authentic, right? Like if you're not yes. great on camera, maybe you shouldn't be doing videos or maybe you hire someone to do videos, but it shouldn't be you because that's not an area you're comfortable at. Maybe you're comfortable in person or one-on-ones or, and lean into your strength, right? Yeah, it's, there's a really, it's interesting because it's one of the things where you do need to grow because otherwise you're just going to stay the same. So you do need to stretch yourself, but you need to do it in a way, it depends on what your, the context is, the context and the circumstances that you're in. Because look, if you need money now and you need to get new clients now, you know, go for the easiest Go for the easiest route. If you feel comfortable blogging or whatever it is, or you have a group of people that you can go to, or you have uh, affiliate partners or marketing partners or something that you can go to and you can do a webinar together and you feel really comfortable doing that, then do it. But if you're like, oh, you know, I hear video marketing is really, uh, really the big thing now. I really would like to try it, but gosh, I feel so uncomfortable with that. Well, then... Don't make that your biggest your biggest priority, you know. Uh, start off little. Start off doing, you know, just stuff at home on your, like, Facebook Live, but do it in a group that has nobody in it. So there's this whole kind of dichotomy, dichotomy about, you know, you want to be able to grow, so you want to go into avenues that maybe aren't your strengths, but uh, it really depends on where you're at in your business and where you want to put your focus on because if you start doing those things that aren't necessarily that you feel are good at you need to just take the little steps and that sometimes can take a lot longer if that's but if you're depending on that's where your money is going to come from (laughs) then you know there's going to be a lot of like energy kind of out of alignment and so it might not be the best way to get to achieve your goal at in a certain amount of time and and there's also that shiny object syndrome right where hey guess what there's a new social media channel that everybody's using now i got to do that one and and all of a sudden you're on like 30 channels a little bit instead of a couple and be great at a couple yes yeah i mean you don't have to do you don't do everything all at once you do one thing and you you build that up and then you can repurpose that information and do it in another way like if you do a blog or something then start doing like little tidbits of videos or something like that and you know and do it with the ease that if it doesn't work out that you don't have to show it to anybody you know it's like so there's like less and less pressure or maybe you are a video person but you want to do some writing so you find a technique of maybe you just talk to you just talk into a microphone or something and then you just have it transcribed right um, so there's different ways that you can go about doing it and that that's why it is important to know who you are and that kind of stuff too and that goes with whether you are a service or a product based now company. in your your background you you said you started out kind of a fine arts or theater background 
Yeah, I actually, so way back in the day, uh, I actually grew up as a dancer. And so then I went into theater when I moved to New York, 1990, been here for a while. Um, so when I moved to New York City, I started my own theater company. And the great thing about starting your own company is that you learn how to do everything. <laughs> and uh, and also, if being a theater person, an artist, uh, I had a lot of different jobs. And so that's why I just like I feel comfortable in so many different industries because I've worked in so many different industries and I was producing and acting and all these different kind of things. And I just had a head for business, but I also am like half half artist, half business. And a lot of people don't have that half and half. Right. So that's why I kind of come through. Where, and I'm also a visionary type of person, but I'm also like a doer. So I've also, I've always been that person who's kind of been like <laughs> in the middle. I'm never like completely leaning on one end of the, of the scale. I'm always like in that middle of that, that art and science middle. So, cause I'm kind of a, an art, um, I like the art, but I, I'm also kind of a geek. So <laughs> that's always kind of nice. So that's my background. Um, but yeah, but living in New York, I mean, so that's why I, I, I just have this whole, a, a unique, um, perspective about things. Now, how did your, how did you first kind of, or did you leave, or you still have the theater or did you leave the theater world and then said, you know what, I'm going to get into coaching? No, it's actually a part of who I am. So I still do improv and sketch, and I got back into dancing, so I perform all over the city in the tri-state area and all that. So it's actually, and the thing is, is I had kept it separate because I was like, oh, you know, I was going to keep only the coaching stuff with clients and, and prospective clients. I wasn't going to talk about the artistic part of it too much in the beginning, but then I realized everybody was really interested and in that I was doing all these, all these other like art, my whole art background. And so that actually made people more attracted, uh, attracted to me because they saw, Oh wow. Not only she like, she does have this creativity and she does have this vibrant energy and Oh, and I see why she's a rebel. Cause it's not just a strict, you know, uh, corporate background type, type of business person. It's this person who has this, like, um, very, um, a lot of it, like, is people really like my energy because I'm very, like, up and positive and, and have a lot of fun. Uh, I also went through a very difficult, dark period in my life where I had, like, multiple deaths and really difficult divorce and just, like, everything fell apart. And to just have a whole, you know, perspective on that, that just the thankfulness that I have about going through all that because became I had to restart my life and it was just very difficult and I actually end up getting people coming to me who gone through things like that and people who are having second or third careers and so they really like that I kind of I understand like what it takes to just completely have to start over your life and pull yourself together after like really difficult times and things like that so you know, you got to look at the positive. That's what it really comes down to is your mindset is so important to taking to getting you through anything in life and to building a business. It's not easy, but you know, if you think if you think you can do it, you can do it. You just need to help have that some of that guidance sometimes to just like keep you on a straight path. So you're just not all over the place like the the shiny object syndrome. <laughs> right. Now, um you mentioned that most of your clients are from all over the world. They're not in person, but you do have some in person. Yeah, I do uh, some in person. I've been doing more and more online marketing. And so with that, you could just get more people just, you know, you can do it over zoom. 
So, you know, a lot of times people just will want to meet like during lunchtime or something like that. Mm-hmm. So um, even just in New York City, sometimes it's just so much easier just to meet over, you know, over the Internet than actually meeting in person because it just takes longer to like travel and see the person in that kind of Right. Thing. So now can you walk our listeners through what it's like that first conversation that you have where, you know, or you're onboarding a new client? What does that conversation look like? Oh, okay. Um, well, the first thing I always do is when I talk to somebody is find out like what type of business they have, how long it's been, and um, just kind of go through like just finding out what their biggest challenges are, the obstacles, what they're um, hoping to achieve, kind of what their timeline is, and basically it's the SWOT, the SWOT analysis is mm-hmm. the strengths, weaknesses, obstacles. Um, and threats, the, you know, or the opportunities and threats, the obstacles. So just kind of get an analysis of where they're at. And um, what I like to do, one of the things that I do with people who they really like is um, I like to make them, this is where my theater techniques come in, I like to make them playwrights. We kind of have this like this playful feeling about it. And because I find that one of the things that, no matter who people are, they tend to get stuck in their own, all the things, all those little gremlins in their head that are telling them that they can't do something or, or something's always stopping them or something's not possible, or they start getting into all of the gook and that, that limits them. So I, so we go through an exercise where we talk about like, who's their ideal person? Who's their ideal character? What does that character think? And what does that character feel? And what is, what's their daily, um, their daily routine? What's their, you know, so we kind of get into this playful atmosphere of coming up with this, their better self, as I call them, their greater self, this like really dynamic character that they want to step into and become. So it kind of helps them have this picture of who they, of where they want to go. And then we look at, like, where they're at, and we see where that gap is, and then that's where we can fill in the timeline of, like, okay, what do you need to do in order to get to that greater picture that we've, that we've built together? If you're just now joining us, you're listening to the Coach the Coach program here on High Velocity Radio and the Business Radio X Network, helping business coaches have more impact in less time. Brought to you by the Business Radio X Studio Partner Program, to lock up your market and own your backyard, mybrxstudio.com. Lee, this is the part of the show where I get to get a little bit of counsel and advice myself. At the moment, Joy, all mm-hmm. of the coaching that I currently do is, I guess you would call it internal. We have studio partners across our system and other markets, and I try to be the conduit, the liaison for sharing the benefit of the knowledge that Lee and I have captured over the last 10 years in this business and from the community. So at the moment, my focus is mostly internal and I do have some designs on, and I know some of our listeners do certainly of having their own external consulting coaching practice. My question is if you have a coaching practice, what can you delegate and what can you not delegate um, can you actually delegate some of the coaching part or do you have to only delegate the other pieces of it? If you're going to grow a, a practical and profitable business, what do you delegate and what do you hold on to? Well, first it's going to depend on where you're at because if it's just you, uh, then the first thing that people usually get is a virtual assistant to either handle, like I have a VA who handles all of my email systems 
Um, so she does all like all the back end technical stuff because frankly I just don't want to spend the time to just learn how to do all that and it's just a waste of my time. So, but if you grow and you're getting bigger and you are, you know, you probably already have a team. You already have a team probably who helps you with copywriting and helps you with the back end technical stuff. And you probably have maybe a, a finance person, you know, to do all the all your books. Um, then you probably would have somebody helping you with the coaching because then you have you're at another level where you probably take much higher price. Uh, you probably have a mastermind or something like that or an in-person workshops. And so you can have other coaches that are underneath you to do other certain types of coaching. Like a lot of other people, the big wigs, have, um, they'll have like a clarity coach to kind of help you with things or they'll have like a healing coach or a marketing coach or something like that that's not their uh, expertise that will be on their team. So that's another thing, like when people grow, you want to think, well, who am I and who are the other people I would want eventually to come on my team if you don't have that right now? So it goes back to, you know, always goes back to what your strengths and weaknesses are, you know, where you want to spend your time and your money. So it's, you know, if you're not a tech person, hire somebody who's a tech person. If you want to, if you're not a marketing person, hire somebody who, uh, who can help you with the marketing thing, you know? Well, I, I love I love that insight because I got to tell you, my frame of reference for this was how can I at some point, can I actually replicate myself? But what I'm hearing from from you is maybe Stone focus less on replicating and more on complementing the skill set and have someone else come in to capitalize on and serve in a whole different area that I just don't have the skill or the temperament or whatever. Yeah, you build your, you know, you would be like head coach, and then you have all the other people that are working, uh, and underneath you, but working with you, alongside with you. But you'd be like the head coach. Regards to replicating, that sounds more like it, it could be licensing. If you have content that you can license, and then you have um, other coaches that come in and get certified in your process, and then that's another way to make money is certifying other coaches. And that's more of like what replicating would be. Now, Joy, for you, sense? for you in your practice, what has been, uh, can you share a, a rewarding story or a, a time you made an impact? You, I mean, don't name any names, but maybe kind of explain how you were able to insert yourself into someone's lives and made an impact. Yeah, well, one of the things I found interesting, there's like a few things that pop in my mind. Um, one of the things, one I'll share is that people think, oh, I have to spend all this money on marketing and da da da. And uh, I was working with actually a low income individual, and he had, uh, he was product based, and he was not a marketing person at all. And we're like, you know, what you need to do is you need to start building up some buzz for you. And so he just started taking some pictures and he was very personable in person. Uh, he didn't really like doing all of the computer stuff, but he did enough where he was taking pictures and he was, he was asking like friends and family to, if they would help like, like the certain pictures and things like that. And so he was a baker and, um, and so he would capture some like video testimonials about how great his product was. And so he started creating this um, buzz. And then before you know it, and then it was all free. It was all just like word of mouth, just like because he asked people to like and share and things, his friends. And they all did. And, um, and then word of mouth spread and the cooking channel called him 
and booked him on a cooking show. Wow. And I swear it happened within like one or two months, maybe that, even one month. That's amazing. Free. Yeah. It was like, and, and the reason they said it was like, oh, we noticed that you have buzz on social media. And we're like, wow, see, it works. <laughs> and it's like it was authentic. You know, it wasn't like it was polished and slick. And it was free and it was just right. people, you know, it was, it was really easy for him. You know, I mean, it was, it's not some marketing genius. It, it, I think we were just like, wow, we were all like, well, wow, that, wow, great. See? I also helped somebody find the love of their life. Really? Yeah, that was a little daunting. Yeah, that was a little <laughs> daunting at first when they wanted to find the love of their life and I was going through a divorce. <laughs> 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 but, you know, with that, it was all about being authentic, too, because it was like that same thing. Like, what do you want in your life? What are your values? And uh, and then got very clear of what the values were and what this person was looking for. And boom, the person showed up and they're still together. It's funny how that happens. You know, you put that out in the universe and somehow the universe listens. Yeah. Yeah. And it doesn't have to take long when you're in alignment. That's right. And that's that's part of what you do to help your clients, right, is to get in that alignment and get in that kind of self-aware yeah, spot nothing... to help them kind of understand maybe they're doing things that are self-sabotaging. Yes. I mean, we all do it. We all have it, you know, and we make a lot of assumptions about things, you know, and there's just things that, other, you know, some people know stuff and other people don't know stuff. So, you know, I know stuff in a lot of certain areas and I've hired coaches who know more in one certain area than I do. And, you know, even as a coach, I have times where I have to coach myself because I, you know, we all get into those modes of like we think something and then you have to catch yourself and go, oh, wait, where did that come from? <laughs> Right. Why do I think that? <laughs> and sometimes it could be just somebody says a, a flippant comment and you're taking it as mm -hmm. gospel and you, um, what, what was, uh, Stone, what was that, that Ricky Bobby show? A movie. If you're not first, you're last. <laughs> right. Like the, the, the movies, the premise, have you ever seen that movie Talladega Nights with Will Ferrell? Oh, a long time ago. Right. So in the movie, he hears his father say, if you're not first or last. So he lived his whole life that way. And then later he reconnects with the father and the father's like, I don't remember saying that. Like it was. <laughs> <laughs> and he lived like his whole life in this wrong <laughs> model because yeah. he thought it was important to his father that he was trying to, you know, get love from. But well, you know, when the funny things was when I first started because so, I, so I, I mentioned how I had to restart my my whole life because everything just fell apart and so I wasn't somebody who came in who had all these connections I you know I was trying to figure out like what I wanted to do with my life and all that kind of stuff when I first then I found coaching and I was like oh wow this is what I want to do and I know I was going to be good at it and um, but I actually had uh, I was on a phone call like a strategy session with a coach and she actually said to me I don't know what you're going to do. You've, you've got nothing. And I was like, okay, thanks. Yeah. It just kind of validated what I already like knew. And, but on the other hand, I kind of, because of that rebel, I kind of have that F you right, exactly. <laughs> attitude. So yeah, you can't, you know, it's just one person, you know, so, and you can't, you know, hate people who have the thing that have other, you know, hate people for, um, for being having the things that you want, you know, a lot of times people get jealous and they're like, "Oh, look at them!" Da, 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 you know, it's like don't waste your energy on those type of things. Just focus on you and what you want, and and the you know it will open up and open up to you, and you'll get it. 
Now, uh, before we before we wrap, do you mind sharing a piece of advice for that new young coach that's getting out there for the first time and, um, you know, anything that can make their life a little easier, some scar tissue, maybe share some uh, mistake you made or just some yes. piece of advice that can help somebody? So here's the thing I, I get asked this a lot, and it's about pricing, because that was a huge issue when I was getting my certification in coaching. And it's still always a huge issue that people talk about. So pricing, more women have issues around asking for money than men do. Men, for some reason, have, don't really have a problem. Um, but women have a tendency, they feel like they have, they're apologizing when they're asking for money. Mm-hmm. So you'll go, a, a lot of coaches get fed this idea of, well, just you know, double your fees or triple your fees. If you charge a lot, people are going to think that you know something and they're going to think that you're going to be, that you're great and blah, 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 blah. And that's not, I mean, they might think that you're going to be great, you know, because you're charging an extraordinary amount of money. But, you know, the feeling, the thing is, is that you're going to have trouble asking for that amount if you feel like you don't deserve it. So what I, what I would do is, um, is that, you know, you want to build momentum. So you start where you feel comfortable and you get enough clients at that price, and then you're like, you know what? I have so many clients right now. I just have to up my up my fee. Mm-hmm. So by such and such a date, I mean my fee is going to be X Y Z. Hey, for you people who have been working with me, I would love to continue working with you. Um, so if you want, you can buy the certain amount of package, whatever. Um, pack, like you can do a small package or something for at the at the previous cost. But just know that once something such hits, that I'm no longer going to offer that. And then you get a bunch of clients at that new price, and then you say the same thing. Hey, I have so many clients. I need to up my fee now. And then you offer, like, your previous clients the, the last fee that you're going to offer them at that certain price, and then you up your, your fee to, like, the next price. So that way you're building momentum instead of this, this whole giant leap of like double and triple your fees. Right. And because everybody I've ever talked to, they're like, um, you know, it makes everybody nervous. So like build up the momentum to it and just do a little bit at a time. You know, you could, you could, you know, double, you can um, up your fees, you know, every few months, depending on how many clients you have. But if you have, you know, a number of clients that are coming to you at your one fee, you're probably charging too little. Right. So, and if you have so many of them, then you're not lying that you do have a lot of clients and you need to, you need to up your fee. Right. And it sounds, it's very organic. It makes logical sense. Yeah. So that's, yeah. a, that's it's, great advice. Yeah. It's just one of my pet peeves when I always, I go to workshops or summits or something and I hear the person talking in front of the room because they're trying to sell themselves about right. how great they are. And they always tell people, I can help you double and triple your fees and da, 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 da. And, <laughs> right. I, yeah. I always tell a, a young person when they ask about fees, because there are so many people now that are in consulting or freelance or whatever, and they don't know, and they always, their instinct is to undervalue it. Uh, I say at first, yeah. what you do is it's your fee is the rate you can say in the mirror without laughing. Mm-hmm. That's, that's the yeah. starting point. 
Yeah. And then, you, you know, and then you start seeing like what other people are charging. But, you know, to be able to just up it a little bit and up it a little bit. And then once you get more and more testimonials, you're doing more, you know, you, you improve your sales funnel. You probably hire new, more people on your team and you're right. doing more marketing or whatever it is. Like you're just going to end up stepping into it because you've started to build up momentum. And have the confidence. Now you're not. Uh, yeah. A lot of times they start out thinking, you know, am I really this expert? Am I who am I to be mm-hmm. coaching? You know, they have to work through that kind of psychology, too. Yeah. And the two big factors, uh, the main things with getting marketing is speaking and writing. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, you would know that because you have a show. So right. there's no yeah. shortcut so there, right? The speaker, right? You, you got to go. There's no shortcut. You got to go out there and grind and do those talks and write those posts and articles. Yeah, I mean, I wasn't somebody who was on social media before, so doing all that was, uh, I had to get over some of my, (laughs) when it's one of those things where, like, you need to stretch, I was like, okay, I know I need to do this, it wasn't, like, my favorite thing to do, but now it's, like, not a problem, now I'm, like, you know, and seeing people react when I put out things, and then that's how you test things, of, like, oh, what are people liking, what do people want from me, you have to look at the analytics behind everything, you know, when you send out emails, and there's there's a lot of little, little small nuances that, you know, you have to deal with, with like, what's the best, you know, um, email opening line, you know, like what's going to open the, what's the open rate? Right, the subject kind of line. What's the subject, the magic subject yeah, line, subject right? Line. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And if you end with a question, people um, subconsciously feel the need to answer you. Right. So that's a little, that's a little thing there too. Well, Joy, it has been a joy chatting with you and sharing your wisdom. Thank you so much for being part of the show today. If, oh, I enjoyed it. Thanks for having me on. Now, if somebody wanted to learn more, I know you're all over uh, social media, but is there a website or what's the best way to connect with you and learn more? Yes. Uh, so my company is called Joy Prosperity Coaching. JoyProsperityCoaching.com is my website. And I actually have uh, a free workbook there. It's a success accelerator workbook. So it will help people um, get in touch, do a lot of things that we just talked about, get in touch with their emotions and their boundaries and improve the relationships and just get very clear on who they are and where they want to go. So it's free. So JoyProsperityCoaching.com. Well, thank you so much for that uh, generous offer. Thank you. I enjoyed talking to you, too. All right. This is Lee Cantor for Stone Payton. We will see you all next time on Coach the Coach Radio.